The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. What is going on, Spookles and Witches? Welcome back to another Lights Out podcast. I am joined, as always, with the lovely Summer. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And before we even begin to get into today's episode, we are throwing a huge trigger warning because not only is this topic hard for me to talk about, but it is very disturbing and I just want to flat out put it out there now. Um, There is animal abuse. um, Necrophilia, cannibalism. Sexual abuse. Just graphic descriptions, language. um, All of the above. (laughs) It's... This is a tough one. Like, usually we can talk about Ted Bundy. Animals are another thing. People couldn't care less. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but we care. It's just not hard to talk about. No, no. I think that as, like, a society, especially people who are into this kind of stuff, which I am sure applies to many listeners, but we're kind of desensitized to Mm -hmm. it unless it physically happens to us. Um, So it doesn't disturb me as much as it probably should. (laughs) But with animals, it's like something I don't touch. I don't like condone hunting. Like I am not, I am not anything involving animal cruelty. Like if I could save every animal in the world from being put down and have a huge island of animals, I would do it. You did say that earlier. (laughs) There was a cat island. (laughs) There is a cat island in like uh, Thailand or something. So you want to move there? You want to go right now? Someone's got to take care of the animals. We'll just (laughs) pack all of our grandma clothes. We'll go take care of cats and it'll be great. (laughs) So on Lights Out, we're going to start a fundraiser (laughs) for all the cat food we're going to (laughs) buy. Because uh, let me tell you, when I fed my, the cats, the stray cats at my apartment, there was like eight of them. And every day I would put out food and I got like the cheap, not the worst brand, but like a cheaper cat yeah. food. It was like the meow mix or something. Yeah. And that shit adds up. That that adds up real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but cat I couldn't help expensive. it because they sit on my patio. <laughs> like I have to help. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, this is just um, needless to say, it's a very disturbing topic. Yeah. It's very um, hard. It was hard to watch. Um, I, uh, I did the documentary series portion of this and just listening to some of the videos like they didn't show anything horrible but like seeing the actions before the event took place and seeing like the animals be scared and the noises and it just it like really hurt (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um in the docuseries they bring up people who were trying to figure out who he was in the videos before they knew it was luca um, oh, by the way, we're doing it on Luca Magnata, yeah, by the way. <laughs> don't fuck with cats, killer. <laughs> um, and uh, they, some of them didn't even watch the video all the way through because it's just so disturbing. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, um, if you're prepared for that, uh, go ahead and give it a listen because it is a very interesting case. Um, you, We're not going to go into too much detail because I can't even like begin to tell you what was in the videos because I refused to watch them. Yeah. Um, I thought about it just for education purposes, but I was like, I don't think I can bring myself to do it. No. I don't even know if the, they exist on the internet anymore. They probably do because the internet's forever, but yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you if it's on YouTube anymore. Um, I hope not. I hope not either, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, they had them in the docuseries, so they have to exist somewhere. Um, 
but yeah, let's just uh, get right into it. Yeah, so we're going to, before we get into the videos and his crimes, I'm going to talk about who Luke Maginato is. So his birth name was Eric Clinton Kirk Newman, and he was born on- I'm sorry, it was what? (laughs) (laughs) Eric Clinton Kirk Newman. What? (laughs) I wish I had an explanation, but I don't. (laughs) It's interesting because all of his stuff went- on to Luca Rocco Magnata. Yeah, his his current name is Luca Rocco Magnata, but yeah, all of his IDs and stuff yeah. that they he was trying to get rid of in the docu series all had his name on it. So yeah. now I'm just confused. Yeah, he was born <laughs> with the name Eric Clinton Kirk Newman, and was born on August twenty fourth, nineteen eighty two, in Scarborough. I don't know how to say these names. I'm sorry, um, Scarborough. We're gonna go with that, Ontario. And he attended I.E. Weldon Secondary School in Lindsay, and he legally changed his name to Luca Rocco Magna, uh, Magnata on August 12th, 2006. Oh, that was like before all this happened. Yeah. Like right before. Yeah, right before he did that. Um, and then in 2003, he began to appear in gay pornic pornographic films occasionally working as a stripper or a male escort in 2005 he was convicted of one account of impersonation and three counts of fraud after impersonating a woman to apply for a credit card and purchasing (laughs) over ten thousand dollars worth of goods he then pleaded guilty and received a nine-month conditional sentence with 12 months of probation in 2007 rumors spread that magnata was dating a a notorious school 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 girl killer, Carla Homo- Homoka. I was gonna bring um, this up. Yeah. So basically, she was a part of the Ken and Barbie killers. Okay. They're a very famous serial killer couple. Um, there's a Facebook group that I follow, and it's interesting because they talk about a lot of stuff that we talk about, like right after we talk about it. Hmm. So it's really weird, but um, they posted about it, and I was like, oh my god, like that's so, like not cool, but like. There's a serial killer couple, (laughs) but apparently she um, was the one who kind of orchestrated a lot of it. Okay. Whereas you would normally think the man would do it, Mm -hmm. but in this case, she was the one kind of letting the pan, like setting the plans and rolling them. Um, So yeah, he was saying that people were saying that he was dating her and it put his name bad, badly in the press and Whatever, but he, she was married. Okay. <laughs> she was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> yeah. There were su- suspicions that Magnata started the rumor himself since he would create fake accounts, start rumors, and then delete the accounts as soon as they, people f- saw them and went crazy and told everyone, like, oh, this guy's dating this serial killer. And that's how he got his name out there, I guess. Um, before we get into the videos, I'm just going to talk about his childhood and family because I feel like that might be a little important. Uh, Magnata's parents, Melissa Newman and Donald Newman, had met in 10th grade, and the following year she was pregnant. Donald's father was furious, yet the couple moved in with his family and became married. Melissa had quit school, and the couple had three children together. Donald developed a drinking problem soon after Melissa reconnected with her family since her pregnancy, she was completely abandoned by her family. They wanted nothing to do with her. She mm. had a child out they of wedlock. Her. Yeah, they mm. disowned her. Nice. Um, but as soon as she reconnected, Donald here 
got a little drinking problem. Isn't that just the stereotype for all serial killer yeah, yeah. families? Yeah, it really is. Ed Gein, did you call? Yeah, uh, and speaking of, uh, Luca and his family has lived an isolated, intense family life. Um, Luca and his brother were homeschooled by the by their mother. Magnata did not attend school until 6th or 7th grade when the family moved after losing the house. Luca did not have any friends and was extremely sheltered. Magnata's father believed Luca could suffer from the same mental illness he suffered from, paranoid schizophrenic manic depressive disorder. And he does, his father does take Zoloft and Clozapin to help his disorders. It was also found that he, his bad childhood was a little aggressive, I would say. His mom would lock out the kids every so often to teach them a lesson, just lock all the doors and not let them in. And they also had rabbits, and she would lock all the rabbits outside in the cold to die. Okay, so that that's where the, the animal mm-hmm. stuff comes into play. I mean, let me... We, we talked about this already. Um, we've spent all day together, so we kind of would bring up Luca every now and then because yeah. I just finished the docuseries this morning. But... Um, the the docuseries, so they kind of throw a curveball at the end. Spoiler alert, by the way. I'm gonna talk about it anyway. So if you don't wanna if you don't wanna hear it, just skip forward a couple minutes here. But basically, um, in the final episode, they throw this curveball like ten minutes from the episode ending. <laughs> and they're like trying to make Luca seem like he didn't he wasn't behind all of this and he was just a victim and his mom really plays up the victim part. Like she genuinely believes that this person that he made up to be a part of his big elaborate scheme is real and she feels like her son was wronged and she really plays that victim card like really hard and you can tell that she still believes it and it's just it's horrible like you've literally raised a murderer (laughs) and you're you're playing the victim card like no matter how bad your childhood is it doesn't excuse killing somebody or yeah. multiple animals. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing with that is, is she said that he was extremely bullied in school. Yeah, bitch, we all were bullied. Yeah. Okay, I was bullied in middle school. You don't see me running around killing cats and and killing people that I try to sleep with. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a murderer. Yeah, just because you were bullied. Not Get a harder skin. Yeah. What the fuck? It, it makes you it makes you realize what kind of people you want in your life, the kind of person you want to be, and overcoming bullying makes you a stronger person mm-hmm. in the end. Like it it doesn't make it turn and kill people. Like no. this lady is so delusional, it's insane. Like yeah. and in her house, there's pictures of Luca everywhere. No other kids are on her wall. Yeah, she has three kids and Luca's the only one that matters. She'd never talked about any of the other kids. I don't even know what her like what his siblings think about what he did because they didn't talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, that's just my little spiel because yeah. I think she's crazy. <laughs> I also said he was born in August, but I meant to say July. Uh, Close enough. Just had to correct myself because I got seven and eight mixed up. Is he a Leo? Yes, he's a Leo. It makes so much sense. I know it makes so much sense. Even there's footage in the documentary where he stops and stares into the mirror and is just fixing his hair. Oh, he's he a was narcissist. always looking in the mirror and fixing yeah. his hair. He's obsessed with his image. It, that's the number one thing. He has to look good. It, his profile, I think it was on Facebook. This was also in the documentary. It's just 
a lot of modeling pictures. He's got a fedora on. He like, used to make <laughs> videos uh, documenting his life on YouTube. Yeah. And it was like, just like random shit. Like, okay, David Dobrik. <laughs> <laughs> but um, while watching the series, I was kind of thinking about like what I would diagnose him with. And um, there was something that I think does exist. I couldn't find the name of it, though, is where someone tries to be like a fictitious character or like like the people who get excessive plastic surgery to look like Barbie yeah. or like whatever it is. Um, or the people who get surgery to look like cats. <laughs> we don't got to we don't got to talk I, about I, I the wanted, people who get bodily implants. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that one. Just I wanted to bring up the whiskers. <laughs> um, but I, I, I there is a disorder like that out there and I don't know what it's called. Um, but I narrowed it down to two personality disorders. Both, I think both are characterized by him, but um, I 100% believe he has antisocial personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder okay, because yeah. in both cases, a lot of what he does is narcissistic and for fame and attention. And then the other part is the antisocial aspect, which is the lack of empathy and all that other kind of stuff (laughs) that would explain his behavior because he doesn't have empathy he doesn't care that he kills animals he made a game out of it Mm -hmm. and so I just think that he fit into both personality clusters and he makes me so upset (laughs) so we're gonna just get into the videos and postings In fall of 2010, Magnata's internet impact got increasingly darker. He started with creating rumors about himself, then sharing a link to a video called Three Guys, One Hammer. Huh? (laughs) What? He shared a video called Three Guys, One Hammer that shows a man being viciously beaten to death. Not where I thought this was going. uh, I was thinking like a different kind of hammer, but... Uh, I'm sure there's one of those since he was in those films, but this one's not that type of film. Yeah, no, I, that's um, not where I thought this was yeah, going. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, so this video showed a man being viciously beaten to death by, you probably guessed it, a hammer. And this video was actually not by him. He just shared it online. He wanted to expose the world to nice, nice. some dark... We can appreciate sharing uh, small creators. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, share your small cr- creators, but not not if it's like that. It was a joke. I don't want to see yeah, either. No, no. I uh, see animal abuse videos, and I'm like, get this shit off my page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Um, on December 21st, 2010, a video called One Guy, Two Kittens began circling discussion boards. <laughs> this video broke my yeah. heart. <laughs> It's really hard to get through this because it's, it's animals. And I have a cat, and I love cats so much. And I, I actually cried for an hour the other day thinking about the fact my cat will die one day. Um, oh, I, I joke that I'm going to stuff Daisy. Like, she's never leaving oh, me. Oh, you think I'm going to get rid of my cat's body? He's going to sleep with me every night. I love <laughs> bones, first of all, and that is known. He will be taxidermied, and I will keep his bones. Um, moving on. Um. One guy, two kittens began circling discussion boards. This video depicts a unidentified man with his face concealed, placing two kittens in a sealed bag and then sucking the air out with a vacuum to suffocate them. It was like those uh, those 
the like commercials yeah (laughs) that used to be on tv like every single commercial break where they would put the clothes clutter yeah want to fix it use this vacuum seal yeah (laughs) literally those were the bags in the video 800 vacuum seal (laughs) like and i didn't picture that right away when she was talking about the vacuum and like I saw the bag, like I saw the kittens yeah. alive in the bag, and I was like, oh no. It's, I'm a visual they're gonna, person. They're going to vacuum. So just talking thing. about it replays the scene in my head. I didn't even watch the video. I've only seen the after effects of the video. Oh, I only saw like the beginning and then when he started doing it, but then I turned it off. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it though. Oh. <laughs> the video was quickly removed from YouTube December 2 in December. In December 2011, a new video was posted of a man wearing a Santa hat feeding a live kitten to a python. In another video, a kitten is duct taped to a broom and then drowned in a, in a bathtub. I knew about that one, actually. Yeah. But I didn't know he was taped to a, a broom, though. I knew he drowned the kitten because he was holding it underwater. But This man's so fucked up. And... His trial, we'll get to that, but what the... Oh, okay. Now, the f- last video that Magnon ever posted was the thing he got arrested for. He was not charged with any of the animal abuse. Why? I don't I don't fucking know, but... His name was Jun Lin, by the way, not Lin Jun. That's how the Chinese uh, use it. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's uh, It's also... No... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was just, sorry, I was reading That is his name. Uh, final video. <laughs> he was also known as Justin Lin. And he was a international student from China, I think. Yeah, China, but Wuhan, Wuhan. An undergraduate, he w- uh, an undergraduate in the engineering and computer science facility at Concordia University. Mm-hmm. He worked part time as a convenience store clerk and Point Street Charles Street, not no Point Saint Charles. Um, Lynn had been studying in Montreal since July 2011 and moved into a Griffintown area apartment with a roommate on May 1st. He was last seen May 24th, 2012, and his friends reported getting a text from his phone at 9 p.m. that day. His boss became suspicious when he didn't show up for his shift the next day. and He was reported missing to the police on May 29th. His friend also um, played a role in this as well, his best friend. Um, I'll get into it in the okay. series, but yeah, his friend also made some reports because he never not heard from him. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I know they also checked out his apartment and it looked completely fine. No evidence there. Um, on May 25th, 2012, a 11 minute video titled one lunatic, one ice pick was uploaded to bestscore.com depicting a naked man tied to a bed frame. And days prior to this video being uploaded, there were teasers asking where to find one lunatic, one ice pick, Presume, presumably being posted by Magnata, trying to throw some teasers like, hey, there's going to be this dark video that's going to be uploaded. Do you guys know where to find it? No one knows where to find it because it hasn't been uploaded yet. Um, this video depicted a... Uh, I'm sorry, I lost my spot. It depicted a man repeatedly being stabbed with an ice pick and then a kitchen knife and then dismembered, followed by acts of necrophilia. And I saw the part, and it was quite disturbing. I did see the necrophilia action. 
Just so you know, it was a screwdriver that he painted to look like an ice pick. Oh, was it? Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, the only thing I know about the video besides like the, the stabbing, obviously, and the naked man, uh, was he was apparently playing with the head in the bathtub. He was like spinning it in the Yeah, he was playing like with the head. Like a fucking rubber ducky. Like He <laughs> also chopped off the arm, as we will get into, and used it to masturbate. Okay, Jeffrey Dahmer, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the perpetrator was, or uses a knife and fork to cut off some of the flesh and then gets a dog to chew on the body. Oh, yeah, there was a puppy introduced. Yeah. Black and white puppy. He also killed that dog, too. No, so. I didn't know that. I yeah, actually Yeah, the dog was dead, too. They found it in the trash. <laughs> Are you surprised that he killed no, the dog, too? but I don't want to consider this thing a human. Unfortunately, moving on, Canadian authorities were able to obtain a more extensive version and confirmed cannibalism may have been performed. At 11 a.m. on May 29, 2012, a package containing a left foot was delivered to national headquarters of the Conservative Party of Canada. The package was stained with blood and had an awful smell. It was marked with a red heart symbol as well. Love you, Prime Minister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give you love. Um, you want me to get you a foot for Christmas? I would prefer not. Okay. I mean, unless it's a chicken foot, because that's a symbol of protection. They sell those at metaphysical shops, okay? I'm not getting you a chicken I'm, foot. I'm Keep not, reading. I have I'm, one. I'm not getting I, you a chicken okay. foot. Anyway, <laughs> another package containing a left hand was intercepted in a Canadian... Canada Post Processing Facility addressed to the Liberal Party. A janitor had then found a suitcase with a torso in it left in a garbage pile in an alley behind the apartment complex in Montreal that Magnata was staying at. After searching the scene, police found human remains, bloody clothes, clothes, paper, papers identifying the suspect, as well as sharp blunt objects from the back alley. Police then searched Luca's apartment and found traces of blood on the mattress, fridge, bathtub, and table. They only found it with um, that special, like, black light mm -hmm. technology they had. Yeah. They only found it through that because he scrubbed the apartment. Yeah. And it looked like no one lived there. Yes. He also left the apartment days, like, I think he left the apartment right after he Yeah, he literally cleaned it up and, and did. Ran. Yeah. <laughs> because he knew they'd be hot on his ass. Oh, yeah. He w wasn't good at getting rid of stuff and he plus if you're gonna post a video about it and then yeah. the authorities are like holy fuck and then oh, they find on. it <laughs> exactly um they also found sharp blunt objects in the back alley police then searched luca's apartment and found traces of blood on the mattress fridge bathtub and table there was also a note on the inside of the closet written with red ink saying, if you don't like the reflection, don't, don't look, look in, in the, the mirror. mirror. I, I don't, don't care. care. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I, that is very dramatic. And also, I mean, I, like, I get it. Don't look in the mirror. You don't like the reflection. But, like, bitch, it's your reflection. <laughs> uh, also, it was on the inside of a closet that had no mirror. Yeah. And it was written like a child. It was written. It looked like a child wrote in crayon. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it looked like. Okay, I still don't understand what yeah. that means. But All right, Luca. I'm no poet, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> like he, it, he they might have been that, deep down insecure about his looks, which is why he cared so much, and he was constantly looking in the mirror and be like, "I have to look perfect constantly. I always have to be the best I can be." The at the end of the docu series, um, 
some of the people that were involved in like identifying him, they said that it could be a like a a um I don't know what word I'm trying to use. It's gone. Okay. <laughs> but it's like they he was trying to like make it so they knew that he was saying it to them kind of thing. It was like a oh, slap okay. in the face kind of thing. He was toying with them. Yeah. He thought that like they thought that it was targeted to them mm-hmm. because they knew that they were kind of like feeding his ego. Yeah. Just I don't know. It's it is what it is, but it's it's stupid either way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's he could have said something so much better like catch me if you can catch me if you can i'm the gingerbread man i'm sorry that's that's exactly what i'm the gingerbread man that should be what he wrote <laughs> that was just a stupid thing to leave behind i'm i'm sorry not why in the closet why not yeah. like write it like on the floor or, or like a wall or something i'm like are you like obviously you wanted that to be found but why why in the closet i I don't remember what type of closet it was. If it was, it like was a like one of those like sliding, sliding door yeah. ones. Okay. Yeah. I have a closet like that, and the only way for you to be able to know there was a note is if you went inside the closet and closed the doors. <laughs> yeah, no, so. it was written like on the on like, you know how you have like the long wall and then yeah. like the too short, and then it's the doors. He wrote yeah. it on like the short wall oh, on the inside, okay. but you would still have to like go in the closet to yeah. see it. Okay. And then a package was received on June 5th, 2012, containing a right foot to St. George's School and another containing a right hand to False Creek Elementary in Vancouver. So not only did he send body parts to the Prime Minister and other members of Parliament criminally harassing them, but he also sent it to elementary schools to to harass them as well. Are those the schools that he went to? No, he went to a different school. Oh. I don't get it then. Yeah, I don't know why he sent it to these schools just to be like, hey, this is a school nearby. I'm going to send them a foot. Yeah. (laughs) Send it to the loggers. How dare you? Here's a foot for you. We're going to send it to the loggers. (laughs) No. (laughs) There was a huge middle school we saw, and they're the loggers. (laughs) It it looked like a Lincoln Museum. Yeah. But they, like the Lincoln logs, like they're the Lincoln loggers. Go loggers. That's where I would send it to. Yeah. Change your name. <laughs> yeah, and also I wasn't wearing glasses when I when that happened, so I thought it said poggers, and I'm like, nope, that can't be right. Um, Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so Luca really tried to stay away from people, and act, for some reason, it took a really long time to figure out who he was and where he was. Oh, I can I can explain that away. Yeah. I will later. Yeah. And there was a whole manhunt. And so a, an arrest was issued Canada-wide for Luca Magnata for first-degree murder, committing indignity to a dead body, body pub, publishing obscene material, mailing indecent obscene material, criminally harassing Canadian Prime Minister and several other members of Parliament. Magnata had flown from Montreal to Paris on May 26th using a false passport under the name Kirk Trammell, which kind of sounds closer to his birth name. Uh, the police traced his phone to Bagnolet, but he had left with plans to aboard a bus bound for Berlin, Germany. On June 4th, 2012, Magnata was apprehended by Berlin police at a internet cafe while reading the news about himself. On June 8th, Magnata was delivered to the Canadian authorities. And apparently the video is online. 
don't watch it, please. For your own sanity, I don't think I'll be able to ever unsee the small portions I saw. Yeah. Much less the whole video. I don't like that there's multiple of it. There's three. There's three. Ver- Just vi- on YouTube that I saw. Ugh. They could exist other places. But. Who knows if all of the videos are on the dark web. Like I, I went on the dark web once. Did I know what, how to do it? No, but my ex-boyfriend did and he showed me, which isn't that surprising. But no, dark web is not a place you should go. Mm-mm. Stay away from that shit. Yeah. Um, we're just going to get right into the trial before we get into all the other details you got. Mm-hmm. But before I do that, when the cops did come, he tried to say that he wasn't himself, even though he's sitting at an internet cafe with an article about himself right in front of him. He was looking on the Interpol website to see what information they had about him as they were searching for him. Yeah. So he was trying to keep up to date where the police were with. The investigation, yeah, basically, <laughs> trying to be like, okay, what do they know? <laughs> yeah, he he literally went on the Interpol website and clicked on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave the police officer a fake name, and when he was caught, he eventually just said, "Yeah, uh, I'm the guy you're looking for." As expected, I look exactly like him, and I just read about him. Um, but during the trial, a jury found Luca Magnata guilty of. All five counts, the court sentenced him to life in prison without a chance of parole for at least 25 years. Several defense psychiatrists tested Magnata, testified Magnata was schizophrenic and was in a state of psychosis. Others testified that he had a personality disorder and had the capacity to know the difference between right and wrong. I would testify that one. Yeah. I would testify 100%. He does not have psychosis. This Uh, is just how he was yeah i don't it was too elaborate to be a state of psychosis it'd be messy if it was yeah if it was he had schizophrenia and it was psychosis he would have been caught faster and it wouldn't have gone down the way it did and he wouldn't have ran no why did he run across the nation yeah exactly he literally went to germany there's a case in one of the towns around us where a guy had schizophrenia and he went into a state of psychosis and bashed his girlfriend's face into the toilet seat. And then the cops showed up and he had no idea what happened. He just was like, I don't know what's wrong with her. What ha-? Like, I don't know what happened. Like, Bad she- day to be a girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been around people with schizophrenia and it can get scary. But He didn't have schizophrenia. This guy did not. No. He had a personality disorder at the least. The very least. Yes. Um... Yeah, he's uh he's still he's still rotten in prison. Yeah. But he is he is in a happy relationship with Anthony Jolin, a other convicted murderer. Yes, I think he killed five people, two in prison. But yeah, he's he's even got a boyfriend. He's bisexual for those Luca wondering. Yeah. Yes, he is bisexual. Um <clears throat> okay, so the docu-series is called uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. Um, it's on Netflix. It's three episodes, about an hour each. Um, the first one's a little longer than an hour. The first one is the worst in terms of, like, trigger warning stuff. Um, that's the one they kind of talk a lot about the animal videos and just horrible. Um, that one was hard to sit through. Um, I was only about halfway through and I was like, this is disgusting. Like I texted summer as I was watching. I was like, this is so disgusting. Like Mm -hmm. I I can't watch this. I'm like, (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) 
Um, but basically, the whole reason that it's called Don't Fuck With Cats is because there's a rule on the internet, and it's called Rule Zero, and it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. <laughs> um, That's what you can't do. Like, dark web, pretty much anything goes, but if you injure a cat or an animal, that, that crosses the line. Because they're animals. Yeah. They're pure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's a big thing. Um, so basically the documentary follows um, two people that were a part of the Luca Magnata group um, on Facebook. And um, they were kind of the first ones to figure out who he was, where he was, what he was doing, um, all of his aliases. Like these people were like the fucking FBI. Like they had track sheets of like all of his fake accounts all the videos everything on the internet mm-hmm. um and their names were um i don't know if that's his real name in real life but john green <laughs> and i was like john green yeah. <laughs> it's not the actual john green it's a different john green um and deanna thompson i think is her real name mm-hmm. um and they kind of talked about in chronological order as everything was happening and just trying to find every like every single location they could where he would be how to find him because they were trying to report him about the animal abuse videos and so they tried reporting a lot i guess and no one would listen to them until a murder happened so um, that just goes to show what people care about in society um but his youtube name was you only wish 500 um, and that's the video that came out with one boy and two kittens. And so they noticed in the video that the uh, in the background there was Russian being spoken. And then they determined that it was from a Russian recording um, from a TV show. Uh, and he played it to mess with viewers who were trying to find him. And the second video uh, that was released... Um, from the same situation as him playing with the dead kittens and posted pictures of them um, like in the freezer and um, posing with them with his face blurred out just to mess with the people mm. who were viewing it. He's playing with them. He was playing with them, yes. He, he knew it was bothering people and he wanted to be like, ha, ah, it doesn't bother me. You want to take a better look? Yeah, no, he literally froze the kittens after he killed them and then was like rearranging them on the bed and just like, whatever um and then they got a animal like rescue team involved called rescue inc um and this is when they started to investigate more into what was happening and his facebook account that came out was called jamsy crams a lot in his ass i'm sorry what you heard me no jamsy crams a lot in his ass this is how it was spelled. Jamsy crams a lot in his ass. <laughs> um, and on this was a liked video to another account that he had of um, him burning a cat in a cage with gasoline. He was pouring it on the cat and set it on fire. Um, I want to set him on fire. I don't know how he's not killed yet. But yeah. Because um, also, like, animal abuse and child abuse is, like, a giant thing in prison. Like, there people will... Especially, like, kids. Yeah. Kids is a big one, especially if, like, you're a predator. Like Yeah, predators, child you're abuse, You're as good as dead if you animal go to prison. Abuse. <laughs> That's they, why a lot of them commit suicide, mm-hmm. is because they either kill themselves or get killed. Yeah. Um, and they won't make it pretty. So, 
Um, they it, for reference, I think there's a movie that 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 happens, and I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, there's also a TikToker I follow who tells stories about his time in prison, and there was a chicken fucker that came in, and he definitely got his shit rocked. <laughs> um, and so as this was going on, they're trying to figure out who this guy is they're reverse searching images to try to find out who it is and then they get a random anonymous tip saying that it was luca his name was luca magnata was in the video um and then they did some searching found out that he was this like wannabe model from canada and all this other stuff and they found a bunch of stuff based on that alone um because he has a big social media presence Mm -hmm. but despite that um it seems that everything about him on the internet was put out there by him (laughs) so all of his like fan pages and like anything that you would search for on facebook was made by him yeah um and this is when he um someone reached out to him at one point and asked him why someone said that he was dating Carla Homolka, which was the kind of Barbie killers that we talked about earlier. Um, and he's like, I don't know why anyone would say that. We're not dating. It's ruining my chances of getting jobs. The agents don't want to work with me and blah, blah, blah. But they're like, he did this to get more attention. <laughs> um, and someone else pointed out that he looks like Paul Bernardo, uh, who is his her husband, um, and he was doing this for fame. Um, then came the bath time LOL video, which was the drowning of the cat. And then not shortly after was the second video where he put a kitten on the bed and it seemed pretty harmless until you realize there's a python underneath his pillows. Mm-hmm. Um and if you've ever watched a snake eat anything, I'm sure you can imagine the horrible prolonged death this kitten had to face. Um, they also found that he was obsessed with serial killers. Obsessed. Um, he modeled a lot of what he did around serial killers and things they did. Um, he was also really a big fan of Catch Me If You Can, the movie. Starring Leonardo okay. DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. It's yeah. a great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. I watched it in my uh, criminal law class. But it's a great movie. Um, but he very much so followed a lot of the footsteps of this movie. The want to get away with something for so long, running from the police, not being found. That was like his game yeah. in all of this. Um, And then came the video of the stabbing of uh Junlin and uh the puppy and uh this is when the police they show this like chronologically they basically replay everything that happened up until his capture basically they replay it they bring the actual people who worked on the case they're still disturbed by it you can visibly see how emotional they get Mm -hmm. some of them cry (laughs) um but essentially, um, they got a call from the janitor that worked at his apartment building saying that there was a gray suitcase in the back alley of the apartments and it had worms coming out of it and it stank. And so there was a 911 call, 911 call that 
was placed for that. And the police came out. They moved the suitcase and basically opened it up and saw a human torso with a bunch of puncture wounds all over. Um, and the torso had its arms, legs, and head cut off. Still don't know where the head is. We yeah. tried to figure that out. <laughs> no one talked about the head. Someone yeah. said that it was sent to somebody, but I think that was just genuinely the plot of a movie. Um, I don't know what happened with the head. Apparently, the only thing I remember about the head that I've told Summer was that he was playing with it in the bathtub. Um, so <laughs> don't know where the head is. Um, but then they also found 33 bags of trash that had something that looked like blood piling underneath it. Um, ah, his head was recovered at the edge of a small lake in Montreal. Uh, Montreal's angry Gennon park after police received an anonymous tip. Do you think he made a wish before he threw it in? Don't. Yes. <laughs> I, I wish to be famous. Well, Magnata. I want to be famous. <laughs> I'm going to be famous. Um, anyway, so uh, the woman detective that you see in the documentary was the one who had to sort through the trash. So she kind of talks about um, the stuff that she finds in the trash and like the revelations that comes with it was a whole different experience for her because she was the one who found all of the mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so the important things that they found were the dead puppy, a uh, stained blanket and a license and receipt that said Luca Rocco Magnata on it. It had a driver's license that he threw away and also a receipt from a uh, pharmacy okay. that they found in there. Which is why they didn't know that it was Junlin until they went through missing persons. Um, they went to his apartment and it was empty and smelled like chemicals. And they went through a bunch of surveillance videos from the apartment. And it showed them him taking garbage starting at like 2 a.m. And repetitively came down and threw away trash throughout the night. Um, and in this, they found um, a screwdriver that was colored i think they said it looked like it was colored with like permanent marker mm-hmm. like it, like this the shiny silver sharpie is kind of like the the kind that the he metallic. would use yeah so he colored it to make it look like an ice pick to fool the audience um and then um there was a knife with gore on it and the legs were also found in the garbage bag without the feet <laughs> because fuck the feet <laughs> um then you said, again, the feet were sent, and it had a note attached to it that said, Roses are red, violets are blue, police will need dental records to identify you, bitch. And he sent that to the prime minister. I, <laughs> I know. I, you know, there's so many things that this guy did that I'm just like, who, who told you that... Where'd you learn this? Who told you that was okay? His mother taught him, remember? The rabbits. Yes. Um, And then the one lunatic, one ice pick video was analyzed, and they figured out that it was Junlin. Um, His best friend kind of talks about it, and he had to have um, the, like, building manager come over and let him into his friend's apartment. He found um, an egg waiting to be fried on the stove, and his cat was, like, malnourished from not being fed for a couple days. And he's like, if you knew him, you would know that his cat was, like, his baby. Like, it was his everything, and the fact that it wasn't fed was a big like red flag um they also found in his toxicology that 
oxizepam, which is a sedative, um, was found in his body, as well as on the wine bottle that they found in the trash. So he drugged him before he killed him, and they're like, hopefully he was so doped out that he didn't know what was going on. Um, And then came the um, analysis of the apartment again, where they did the black light technology and found... They basically were able to reenact the crime by just looking at the different stains. So he killed okay. him on the bed, dragged him to the bathroom, propped him up against the door, and then put him in the bathtub. And then after that is, you know, the cleaning the up the cleaning up process, basically. Yeah. Um and then um they found out that he fled and he was going to Paris because they found him at the airport which the thing I don't get right is if you're trying to leave what do they do in the movies when they're trying to run away what do they always do especially women what do they do they get a new disguise they try to look different and what do they usually do with that what what's the like number one thing they do dye their hair yes or or cut it yeah cut it Luca had very distinguished hair and sunglasses that he wore. Yes. And that he took photos in. So my question is, is if you're trying to run away from the police, why wouldn't you shave your head? Or get a wig. He could have gotten a wig, too. Or dye your hair or something. Instead of looking like you want to be caught. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm going to wear the exact outfit in my driver's license that I left for them. (laughs) So... The police were able to track him from the airport to a hotel. And they found that he rented a room there, but he wasn't there. The only thing that was found in the hotel room was the shirt that he wore to the airport. Mm. Um, so he left automatically. Um, and then they eventually tracked him to Berlin. Um, but they found in between then that in like 2006 2009 or something he made a blog post that was called how to disappear completely and never be found and in this he kind of talks about cutting ties liquidating his assets and just like all this other stuff which funnily enough the way they were able to find him in berlin was because he was found on a credit card machine didn't really liquidate your assets there, no, did you, Luca? he's not good at it. Um, so it, this is when they kind of talked to his mom, and she's like, he became an escort, and things took a dark turn. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, and this is where they introduced the character Manny. Yes. Who apparently made him do all of these horrible things. He saw a private investigator, emailed him a list of abusive things that Manny apparently did, including, like, eating animals, um, like, having him have sex with a puppy, like, all this really gross shit. And um, he also said he was outside, took a picture of a bruised face, like, just random, random stuff. Um... And uh, this is when it cut to him being caught. And he was found on the CCTV camera and was arrested at the Internet Cafe. Basically, I told Summer this is exactly what would happen to me. (laughs) So this guy is reading an article about Luca that came out Mm -hmm. about the animals. And as he was reading it, 
Luca walks in <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, hold up. <laughs> you see him on the video, like hesitate for a second. And he, he led him to the computer where Luca was looking up stuff about himself. And in between then he was like, he didn't even look like a guy that was going to commit murder. Like, and so he had to keep checking to make sure that it was him. <laughs> so he would go and empty all the ashtrays that were at the computers. And he carries his little trash can around. He's like trying to see what he was doing on the computer and just like creeping on him a little bit. Before he eventually got freaked out and ran outside and got the police and flagged him down. And um, in this car of the police officer was uh, eight cadet trainees. <laughs> so, so half of a police There are station. nine people walking in this internet cafe to arrest Luca. And they, um, they had to transport him back to Canada. But no flight wanted to take him because they didn't want him to be associated with them or have passengers have to be associated with him. Yeah. So they got a army plane to fly out and get him. Like someone's got to get him and it's not going to be us. And they talk a little bit about a guy they thought was Manny named Emmanuel Lopez, which Manny isn't real. They didn't find any evidence of a Manny. They didn't find anyone yeah. named that person. And this is the whole lie. It's a fake person. Yes. To and, try and place the blame. And he told his mother about him apparently. So he planted seeds early on and yeah. it paid off in the end. Um, and then they found out that the murder that he committed was very similar to a 80s early 90s movie called Basic Instinct starring Michael Douglas. Okay. And the funny thing about this, right, is the private investigator that he saw, the first thing he said to him was, you kind of look like Michael Douglas. Has anyone ever told you that? And mm. so when the Basic Instinct thing came up, he was like, whoa, <laughs> weird. And basically this movie is about a woman who has an abusive ex and she goes around killing people. And okay. there's a couple things throughout the movie that, you know, she says something about, like, you can quit smoking, but you can't quit killing or something. Mm -hmm. And you see him act the same way that she does in the interrogation room, like crossing your legs, asking for a cigarette, um, like all this stuff. And the way he modeled the murder was very similar in a way that... They had some kind of imagery in the background. The man was tied to the bed. And in the movie, she's straddling him before she stabs him. They're having sex in the movie. But <laughs> they're not. I don't think they're having sex in, in the, the, the video. video? They no. were, like, they did hook up. Like, that's how we yes. knew Jenlin was they were hooking up. But. I think they met on Craigslist. He did put out a Craigslist ad looking for a younger adult male to have like one night stands with basically mm -hmm. um Jumlin was 33 so uh Luca Magnato when he was arrested was like 29 I think mm -hmm. um but anyway so this woman in the movie her abusive ex what was his name it was Manny <laughs> oh my god I'm so like, this is where Rocco? they're like they're like this is where they realized that Manny was complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. And this whole like sob story was fake and that he elaborately set up all this stuff. Um, and basically was like 
this guy made up this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and this is when they determined eventually that he was guilty of first degree murder um, in December of 2014 and was sentenced to life in prison. Um, and I don't get why he didn't get like the death penalty because honestly, he doesn't deserve and to the be death alive. penalty is still a Gu- thing in Canada. Guaranteed that if he were to do this, if he got out of prison, he would do it again. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. He would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all about the fame and the attention for him. He definitely got the attention part. Yeah. I mean, a whole documentary documentary came out about him. Like, I mean, I at least my knowledge, not that many people know about him unless they watch the documentary. But I feel like very vaguely in the very back of my mind that I remember hearing something about this. Mm-hmm. But also there's a lot of like tv show crime tv shows that have similar things where like someone sent a package of like a finger yeah. or like a yeah. hand or something like in bones it happens a couple times i'm I pretty like sure that show. i do like that show too yeah. but either way this is a super messed up guy and i'm surprised he didn't get worse he's not dead <laughs> no yeah. one killed him like i'm genuinely shocked yeah he uh, like didn't jeffrey Dahmer get killed in prison like th- why didn't we kill him yeah <laughs> Can I can I hire a hitman in prison? Is that a thing? Hire his boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, because he would kill him. <laughs> you never know at this point. <laughs> I don't know, but you're like, here's a pack of cigarettes. Kill your boyfriend. <laughs> this will last you a while. Take yeah. these because <laughs> yeah. that's like money there. So yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luke is a disgusting man, and I hope he absolutely gets what's coming to him. However long it takes. This wasn't that long ago, but yeah, he hasn't been in prison that long. So he's only been there. F- he got convicted in fourteen, five, so he's been there six, for seven, seven eight, years, seven, yeah, almost. It's been like six and four months. However long we're in this year, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so like almost six and a half years. Yeah, not long enough. <laughs> yeah, he's still got a while. He's still got a long way to go. Um, But nonetheless, his mom's still delusional. And uh, like I said, the documentary is really good. Um, There's a lot of documentaries that aren't good on Netflix. This is one that's really good. Um, It is really disturbing, though. Like I said, it's very hard to watch. And uh, if you did like the podcast, go check it out. Because there's a lot I didn't mention that was in it. Um, But I kind of hit the main points. But nonetheless, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, we hope you hate Luca Magnata as much as we do. We can start a fan club <laughs> of how much we hate the man. Like the I hate Rachel club from Friends. Um, <laughs> Not the same, but close. Close. Very close. <laughs> if you want to join the Luca Magnata club and our family, please be sure to follow us on all of our socials. Uh, and we'll see you next Wednesday. We love you. Stay creepy.